0: The Children of the Force.
1: Welcome to episode 147 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Alan Watski, the adult.
2: I'm Anna, and I'm 13. I'm Liam, and I'm Kat all right so, yeah so, that's yeah, cool
1: you're 10 and um i huh. am uh, it's not the new year yet it is december 10th we are nine ways away from the rise of skywalker um and uh but i'm making an early new year's resolution my early new year's resolution is to talk a little bit slower while we record this podcast because i feel like i rush a lot Because I want to get as much in as I can within an hour, which is what we kind of shoot for. But, you know, I don't have to talk so fast. I can slow it down a little bit. If people want to do uh, times .25 and listen to this podcast a little bit faster, they can. I guess a lot of people listen to podcasts that way. Did you know you can do that when you listen to podcasts? You can do uh, times .25. So you're making it a quarter faster. And people's voice, they just sound like this instead. They just kind of sound like they've had a lot of caffeine and they talk like this. And, you know, and, and They it, swallowed it, helium. It doesn't, no, it doesn't. Their voices don't really go up at that point, right? I mean, it doesn't change their voice
2: really?
1: that much. It just makes it sound like they're talking really fast. Like they had a lot like I'm of talking caffeine. Really
2: ca- I, like, I have a lot of caffeine and I'm really awake and I'm just really talking really, 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 really fast right now. So, yeah, I hope you like this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Like that. And I guess a lot of people listen that way. And they say when they listen on regular speed, it sounds like it's just too slow for them, which is funny to me. Uh, I think now we know how the um, uh, the Roku Depot guy uh, listens to so many podcasts. Maybe he listens to them at, like, double speed or something.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, so, yes, I'm trying to uh, take a breath, relax, and smell the show notes, you know? Um, so let's, what the
2: heck let's talk I about did. some Star wars
1: stuff that we have been up to. Uh, we started playing...
2: Daddy finished Jedi Fallen Order the whole game already, and I am about four minutes away from finishing it, I think,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I don't want to finish it, because yeah. first of all...
1: Well, we don't want to spoil it. I'm anything. not going
2: to spoil it. First of all, I'm sad that the game is over. hmm Second of all... And...
1: That's okay, it. That's your yeah, second of all. That's, that's Ble- it. That's <laughs> my second. <laughs> Silence. Um, yeah, I really want you to finish it, but something happened in the game, and you're like, "Oh, I don't want to finish this." And um, I am trying to convince you to do it, and that's where we're at. And that's okay. I think you'll do it tomorrow, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And I want to. I want to watch. I'll sit with you when you do it. It'll be good. It'll be okay. It's going to be good. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good game. It was fun. Uh, can you
2: just, like, recap me on every single thing that happened that's, outside that's of the recap. podcast?
1: Oh, outside of the podcast? Yeah. Sure. Um, i
2: just do, like, a quick recap right yeah, now and like, Yeah, like, we seconds. can do, like, a
1: spoiler-free recap, basically. Like, so this this game is about someone who was a Padawan at the time of Order 66, which in the game, they never call it Order 66. They call it The Purge. It's kind of a change, I guess. But, of course, they, they wouldn't call it by the order, I guess, right? They, you know... They just call it The Purge.
2: He goes on different missions. Missions. Uh-huh. He unlocks new stuff on different planets.
1: Mm-hmm. He's trying to find... He kind of goes on a quest to find a holocron that... And I think we can say this because you find this out pretty early on in the game. The holocron is one of those holocrons that tells you where Force-sensitive children are in the universe. And we saw this in The Clone Wars. Um, that is the holocron that Cad Bane stole from... And it's not, probably not the exact same holocron, but it's the same kind that Cad Bane stole from the Jedi Temple. And uh, and then Anakin opened it for him in order to save Ahsoka's life. That's pretty early in the series, so it's been a while since we've seen that. I mean, it's been a while since we've watched any Clone Wars, but uh, that, that'd be a good episode to go back and watch. Um, funnily enough, uh, the name of that episode, or the name of one of those episodes, is Children of the Force, uh, which is where our podcast title comes from. That episode of The Clone Wars, Children of the Force, where Palpatine is stealing kids in order to. And that's what
2: our podcast is about. How to steal kids the correct way. Yeah. Right? And where to. How? Hide them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hide <This laughs> them.
1: Hey, I, this isn't my humor. I'm not saying this, I guess. That
2: is your humor, though. <laughs> that is your humor. Not.
1: It's not my public humor. Well, you have a very dark
2: humor with people you trust.
1: Uh, well, I don't trust all these listeners. I don't even know them. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm just joking. I trust, I trust all you. of you listeners with my life. I'm also joking um, about that. So, you, Are you sure? <laughs>
2: You trust all of them with your life. He said uh-huh. it was joking.
1: <laughs> I, I did say I was joking. Oh, okay. Yep. So, go buy Jedi Fallen Order and play it, if you're able to. If uh, for no other reason than to convince EA and Lucasfilm to invest in more story mode games. Because uh, I think this game is doing pretty good. It's got a lot of buzz. A lot of people are playing it. And it's
2: so good.
1: hopefully that means they'll put out more. I want more games like this. I want more games like the story mode in Battlefront 2. Uh, these are great games that I am more than willing to spend $60 on. I mean, that's, that's going out to the movie one time for our family. And how much have we played this game, Liam? You and me combined? Probably 30 hours. You know, like, it's a lot. Yeah. It is
2: the best game. You love it ever. It is so good. It's so good. I love it so much.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I wish it was an end.
1: You wish it going. I'm gonna going.
2: start it over. Yeah? I okay. might actually no. start it. I might not have a ton of time to play it, because, like, I like to do other stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm kinda busy right now. Yeah. But I might start it and just put it, like, in, like, easy mode, so, yeah. like, I can just get the story, but I don't have to do, like, super complex... Battling and stuff because yeah, I don't I like that. Battling is still pretty hard.
1: Even in There's some story, boss battles, I e- can help you. with. Even in the easy I mean, mode, it, it it is hard at times because I have switched it. I think I did for like the last fourth of the game, just have it on easy mode because what? I think I left. I just left it there. I changed it for a boss and then I just left it because um I don't really care that much about like
2: I change the it challenge. For, you know, like the boss. Okay, you know well, that one.
1: Sure, I know. Um,
2: um, the one before the w- the
1: one before one? the one, yeah, <laughs> yes, I get it. um, Yeah, I for mm-hmm. me, it's not about the challenging myself to be better at the game kind of thing. It's more about the story. So, I was fine with just keeping it on the easy mode. Anyway, let's move on. Other Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. I am reading currently four Star Wars books at the moment. Uh, I'm reading The Crash of Fate. Anna, with which you finished.
2: I finished. And uh, what do you, you want to about give... it so far?
1: I just I, I can't get into it. It's hard for me to get into it.
2: It it is yeah. it is kind of hard to um, get into it. This, it's a crash of fate.
1: This is like a black spire.
2: Oh the black spire one.
1: Um yeah.
2: It's pretty good. I think that sometimes it was just like uh just just get on with it. Like <laughs> but like there were some parts I liked, but I wasn't really feeling it really. Yeah. Like I'm enjoying the book I'm reading right now, which is Resistance Reborn, much more. Yeah. Um,
1: so we'll talk about that later.
2: That one later. was pretty good, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about Resistance Reborn later in canon news.
2: Okay. <laughs> I am
1: going to talk about it without hopefully spoiling you on what happens at the end.
2: Okay. So,
1: uh, <laughs> I hope I don't. Um, I'm also reading Force Collector, which I have from the library. That's, a, that's a, a lot better than I thought it was going to be, because um, it's kind of like a junior novel, but it's pretty cool. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, like, Percy Jackson a little bit. The writing style, which I'm not a huge fan of, but um, but this is Star Wars, so I like it. Uh, and you know, he's like in school, the main character when the, when the book starts out, at least, which is like, oh, I was not expecting that. Um, yeah, I'm also reading Aliens of the Galaxy from the library. That's really a really beautifully illustrated book uh, that goes through all the different alien species and and kind of monster aliens too. You know, not just like. Talking aliens, you know, um, and then also uh, myths and fables, which is uh, pretty fun, pretty good book. It's a good bedtime story book, which we haven't read as bed. T- oh, and oh, I'm reading another Star Wars book. <laughs> hey, we've been reading this before you go to bed. Uh, uh, the Finn and Poe Choose Your Own Adventure comic, so good. Uh, book. Is there um, any
2: kissing yet? No. <sighs> there's
1: no. Oh, yeah. There's no kissing in this. <laughs> is
2: there Choose Your Own Adventure Finn and Poe book. Any oh. storm pilot stuff. No, not
1: really in this book, is it? Yeah. There? A little bit? Okay, well, there is if you want there to be. <laughs> if you want there to be. <laughs> Liam read between, reads between they the lines. They were
2: stranded in a closet together with the door locked. What? That's Finn and Poe shipping stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they were?
1: Uh, were they really? I don't remember that.
2: Uh-huh, when okay. they were hiding on their
1: ship. Oh, okay, sure. Then they died. Oh, yeah. Then they die. I
2: mean what? And then we have to start over.
1: <laughs> uh, that was just a force vision of their death. That's how I like to think of choose your own adventure books. Actually with uh with Jedi Fallen Order too, whenever he dies, I always think, Oh, that was just a force vision of what would have happened if I did it the wrong way.
2: That's a good way to think of it, because I'm always like, he just died. Yeah. Like he can't just revive himself. <laughs> he know. just died. Yep.
1: So every every time you die, it's just, you, just that's your force vision. vision. And then
2: smart that's a good way to think of it i'm thinking of it that way from now
1: on all right um yeah so we've of course we've been watching the mandalorian no spoilers on this show so good uh, (laughs) we have recorded many episodes now uh four i believe episodes of we have spoken which is our mandalorian review show um there was a new one last week of course but we have not recorded an episode for that because we're going to do this regular episode this week Uh, Because it's
2: only only
1: nine days until The Rise of Skywalker.
2: I beat The The Rise of Skywalker.
1: And uh, there are some things to talk about. Not too much about The Rise of Skywalker because I don't want to spoil stuff. I have stopped watching all the new commercials that are coming out. And I'm not reading a lot of the stories because I want to go in not knowing a ton. I like to know some, but I don't want to know a ton. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's get to uh, a couple of emails that we got. We got an email from Tom. Uh, who we've never heard uh, from before. So that was cool. Uh, and this is about the Mandalorian, but not really a spoiler. Uh, he said, I was watching Star Wars Rebels, and people from Ryloth were riding creatures that they call Blurgs. And the Ugnaught calls the creature a Blurg in the Mandalorian. So I think Mando was on Ryloth in that first uh, that first two episodes is what he's talking about. Um, and that's some pretty good sleuthing, and I like that. I, le- I like uh, I love making those connections. Uh, what I hate doing is, is being like, that's awesome, but it's wrong. I hate doing that, but I'll do it now. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, StarWars.com has a databank entry for Queel, which is the name of that, uh, the name of that ugnot, And, uh, it said that he lived on Arvala 7. So if they didn't say that, I would be like, yeah, Ryloth. It looks like Ryloth. Why not? Yeah. Um. That book that I'm reading, Aliens of the Galaxy, says that Blurgs are, that their home worlds are Ryloth and Endor. And that's Endor's funny, because the very first time you ever see a Blurg anywhere in Star Wars is in one of those Ewok movies Boys. that you still haven't seen. Sorry. Uh, we really do need to watch those. But, uh, the wait, battle on for the it,
2: moon of Endor or bat- on the Endor?
1: On the moon of Endor. They're
2: okay. not canon, though.
1: Well, that wasn't canon. They were made canon exactly. in the Clone Wars when we saw so them the on the first Ryloth. place we
2: see them in canon, Star Wars, is on Ryloth.
1: In Ryloth, yes, on Ryloth. Although this Aliens of the Galaxy book is canon, and it does say that they live on Endor, so
2: yeah.
1: Um, but of course, Ewoks: Battle for Endor is not canon, and when we watch it, I think you'll see why. <laughs>
2: Oh no But Ewoks
1: speak basic.
2: <laughs> they do? <laughs>
1: yes they do. <laughs> Which is fine. They they learned how to speak basic maybe. I don't know. Although I think Or maybe this... they're
2: just being portrayed <laughs> as speaking basic yeah, so people can understand. Yeah. It.
1: I think the movie takes place before Return of the Jedi, so maybe that's it, Anna. Uh and uh we got an email from Nick from yes, London. Yes. yes, yes, yes.
0: From Atlanta,
2: like, forever.
1: <laughs> Nick from London. Now there's a name I've not heard. In a long time, long time.
2: You make so many Star Wars (laughs) references, even outside of the podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so great to hear from Nick. So Nick says, Nick. uh, He said, he said, this is a long email. You don't have to read it. You don't have to read it all on the show, or you don't have to read any of it. But because it's been so long, I'm so happy to hear (laughs) from Nick. I'm totally reading it. He (laughs) says, long time no see. I'm so sorry. It has. It has to have been ages since I last sent an email. I have just been swamped with schoolwork and music stuff. I'm curious Uh, about the music stuff. Me too. What's going on there, Nick? Uh, I want to hear more about that. Uh, He says, but don't worry. I am still an avid listener. I've just left the email in to other people for a while. Yeah. And and other people have emails. Yes, they have. So, uh, yeah. So he says this evening I watched The Phantom Menace again as the start of our family's big ten movie rewatch of the Star Wars saga before the rise of Skywalker. What?
2: That's awesome. That's nine <sighs> days. Oh. <laughs> well, he
1: sent this a few few days ago.
2: Also, it comes out.
1: Um, does it come I think out it the might same time? be at the same time there. Yeah.
2: Oh.
1: Uh, does it have a the? I don't even know. Yes, the. The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, uh, and before I give my thoughts on my rewatch, I should put a disclaimer out there that I have been a prequel defender my entire life, up to tonight.
2: Uh oh! What is no, what's no, happening? Nick. Once
1: you start down that dark path, Nick,
2: forever will it dominate your no. destiny.
1: I've got to hand it straight to you, he says. I found it dreadful. <laughs> ah, Nick!
0: Nick!
1: You're going down a path I cannot follow.
0: How dare you?
1: (laughs) You're breaking my heart. (laughs) Let's keep reading. It's okay. People can have their opinions. It's okay. (laughs) We still like Nick, right?
2: Yeah, sure. Sure, let's (laughs) (laughs) just say that.
1: (laughs) The plot plot was boring. We're just just pouring salt on the wounds. The plot was boring. Slow, and the story lost my attention. As soon as the words taxation and trade route were mentioned, no Nick. And that was just in the opening crawl. Oh, Oh my god. <laughs> Newt Gunray and Dalte Dauphine At least he still knows so, the names.
0: <laughs> at least, he, yeah, at least he, has <laughs> he has the names. We're so
1: badly acted that watching them was funny, but <laughs> also very, very painful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Liam Neeson did his best. <clears throat> Did. I thought Liam Neeson did his best at some of the worst lines ever written for the saga, just falling short of, I don't like sand. Well, yeah, I got you there. I mean, and Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan was a standout, as usual. Yes, of course. Ewan McGregor is the best, one of the best parts of the prequels. Uh, he says, Palpatine is pretty good. I'm interested, but also a bit concerned to see what J.J. has decided to do with him in The Rise of Skywalker. And Darth Maul fulfilled his purpose. However, and I'm sorry so to he say... So mm, he
2: likes the mean people.
1: Mm, well, we, we've always known that about Nick. He,
2: yeah, he, he, that's he, true.
1: He, he likes the Darksiders, yeah. However, and I'm sorry to say this...
0: No. 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 no.
1: no. no, no. no. Jar Jar I is... <laughs> no. <I> stop. <laughs> Jar Jar is probably the stop. worst thing... It. I'm going to read it. I'm reading it. Okay. We have to confront this. It's okay. Okay, Jar Jar, is probably
2: this is not his words. This is Nick's the words. The worst
1: thing to ever happen. No. <laughs> to Star Wars. Nick, mm. how could you do this? How <laughs> oh, could you
0: do this? <laughs> Why? We like
2: love. Everybody thought you were like the best person ever, and now you just do this, like, <laughs> like, oh That's like supposed to be He's being truthful, though. That's good. Oh,
1: you're being Lord. truthful. Honesty oh. hurts. Oh. It hurts. Mm. Wow. I'm so mad. Wow. <laughs> his, uh, should his, we read the rest? His unnecessary, yeah. dumb slapstick comedy took away from any sincere <laughs> moments that had happened before, and I just found him extremely annoying throughout. At the end of the movie, me, my mom, and my dad both said, Thank God that's over. (laughs) As you know, I have defended the prequels before this, but maybe I've just seen some good movies between four years ago and today. Some westerns, Gladiator, Joker, which I saw the other weekend. Very good, but not for kids, unless they like eye-gouging. Shaun of the Dead, which is a comedy zombie movie and is really good. You know, some classics. Well, I don't know if I call Shaun of the Dead a classic. But, uh, yeah, I, I get you. Or Joker, for that matter. Although I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, yes. Some, some movies that, you know, uh, you know um, won Oscars, I guess, right? You know, if you have to think of it that way. Uh, I'm curious which westerns, Nick. Um, I, I always watched westerns as a kid, but I never really actually sat down and watched them. They were always just on in the background. My dad would watch them all the time. And I never really cared about them you know like so i've seen a ton of westerns but i don't remember any of them cuz i never really watched them they were always just there anyway he says uh this has led me to the view that the phantom menace is terrible sorry guys well it's at least not. he apologized
2: how could you think it's okay. that?
1: It's okay. It's okay. Um
2: I'm go You know what? Up a
1: <laughs> it's all right. You know our identity go does not have to be tied <laughs> to the movies we like. And we 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 love you Nick and yes, you could not like you could not like the Phantom Menace and and you are still uh, you're still an honorary uh, fourth member yeah. of yeah. this podcast. You're still and, an
2: honorary. And you know member. you're great. Right. Um, Except, yeah. to- don't ever send us an email again, or we'll scream at you.
1: Oh my gosh, that's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, not even I'm
2: funny. I know
1: you're joking. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe I. You know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now, Nick. Uh, you know, talk to us in in 20 years if you've got any kids, and uh, we'll see if you come around on the Phantom Menace. Um, because I think a lot of people, once they have kids, uh, younger kids, it's a perfect movie to introduce your kids, uh, Star Wars with the Phantom Menace, I think, um, because it's, a it's fun. It's a fun movie, you know, and, uh. Yeah, uh, you know it's okay. People have differences of opinion. Um, I don't think it's like high art or anything. Like I would never say the Phantom Menace is the best movie ever made in the year that it was made. And like it's obviously, not I think the
2: best Star Wars movie either is no, probably one no, of my no. least favorite Star right, Wars movies, right, right, but it's still good. Yeah. I still like it. And, and it's okay and to criticize Wars, some parts yeah. of
1: it. I mean, there are times with, there are times. All when Star Wars
2: is good except holiday
1: special. Holiday special. Well, yeah. ask your mom what she thinks yeah. of Jar Jar. You know, like I think. A lot of people don't love Jar Jar. That's okay. You know, like, he, he I think, is, he's kind of a lot. Yeah. You know? He I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get um, it,
2: too. I mean, he's, he's when I, funny. He's when comedy I, yeah, relief.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, when I first saw The Phantom Menace in the theater, I was not a fan of Jar Jar. But then when I saw it the next day at a matinee and I heard the kids laughing at him, then I was like, ah, I love Jar Jar now because. <laughs> it's a it's a gateway for kids to get into yeah. Star Wars, you know. And uh and I've started I've appreciated the character of Jar Jar in other ways throughout the years since then. But that was kind of my first way where I was like, Oh yeah, I get it. You know, that's what that's why George Lucas had him there. Was to appeal. Because mm-hmm. he had little kids at the time, you know. Uh he let his kid name Jar Jar. So
2: well, yeah, He mm. did, that's my Yeah. Why... yeah. Oh. <gasps> I didn't
1: know that. Yep. So so, you what know,
2: species? Oh, wait, never Gungan. mind. Gungan.
1: Alright, anyway, Nick goes on to say, Once again, I apologize for not being around. That is, if you missed me. Well, we did. But we did. But now I'm not so sure. Yeah, joking. now I'm not <laughs> I'm so joking. sure. Joking. <laughs> of course we missed you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker final trailer. Um, I'm not sure if he means, like, the final full-length one. I... We did talk about that one on one of the episodes, I think, but um, we haven't watched the most recent ones. He says, I'm a bit worried that Palpatine is returning. It feels a bit like J.J. falling back on nostalgia for the original trilogy. But, as Palpatine was the driving force throughout the prequels and originals, it would make sense that he would be there at the end. What do you guys think about that? Is having Palpatine back a good idea? Hmm.
2: I... I think it's good. I think it's good. Also, still really interested in music. Please tell us... Uh, tell us. Oh. Send us an email about um, what you do for music, what instruments you play, if you sing. Like, I want to know all the details. Mm, Got yeah. it? All the deets.
1: Oh, sure. The deets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I want the deets.
1: Uh, now, I Palpatine. Think, back to Palpatine.
2: I think having Palpatine back could be really good, but it could also be really bad. Yeah. It depends on, like, how they put it out there and how they do it Mm -hmm. but i think jj abrams will make it good and i think it's the end of the saga so they have to make it good
1: yeah (laughs) so i think
2: it's gonna yeah it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be great
1: uh, i hope so uh i have to say like for me palpatine dying at the end of return of the jedi uh at the hands of vader is just perfect yeah you know it's one of the reasons i love Return of the Jedi so much. So, so my problem isn't that JJ is relying on nostalgia for the or- original trilogy. It's it's more like I don't want that that win to be erased. You know. Yeah, I don't um, really want that. So, to and, be I, and I and I hope that you know, I hope they found a way to do it where like that still really matters. You know, and and Anakin yeah. was the chosen one, and he did get rid of the Sith, and it, it wasn't just getting rid of the Sith for thirty years. Like he did restore balance to the Force, you know.
2: Like maybe his Force ghost will come back. Like, Ooh, yeah, maybe. I'm still the. Chosen Palpatines. One. Oh, Anakin. I will still oh, I kill Palpatine's.
1: I think it is entirely possible that we will see Anakin's yeah, Force ghost. Yeah, it movie. is. Um, yeah, but they
2: probably won't. He might be not like
1: say. That. He might not talk like a stereotypical <laughs> ghost.
2: No, of course he won't. <laughs> I sure
1: hope not. He could maybe as a joke. I don't know if that's Anakin's yeah. sense of humor. No, it's like, I will kill you. <laughs> just
2: kidding. Or when they're on, when they're on Pasaana, like Destroy the set.
1: When they're on Pisana and and maybe Ray is like brushing sand off of her arm, she just hears from behind her, I oh, hate I sand. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> it's poor, send her off. And the it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> oh, I forgot irritating, coarse, and rough, and irritating. And it gets it's everywhere. <laughs> Honestly,
2: I think they're just trying to make uh, him sound like a wimpy little kid. I am. No, I think they are. I think like they didn't do bad writing. I think they're oh. trying to make him sound like a little like
1: oh, with the sand. The random. I hate sand part.
2: Like he's yeah,
1: like yeah. so, it's like <clears throat>
2: annoying, and he always um is whining and
1: sure. Yeah, well. Yeah, he has I a think. good life. He oh.
2: just doesn't know it. <laughs>
1: Maybe. All right. Nick says. Anyway, happy power converting, Nick. So thank you so much, Nick, for the email.
2: Oh, and happy Loved birthday! It. He mentioned in his email it was his birthday. Oh, so, I happy totally birthday. Oh,
1: I, how did I miss I missed the last paragraph? He <laughs> said I also recently celebrated my fifteenth birthday. Ah, uh, you know what? Happy I should really birthday. Put, I think I had Nick's birthday on the calendar at some point, and I must have dropped it off. Uh, he said, very odd to think. I was 11 when I first appeared on the show. I think it's fair to say I've changed quite a bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have to like, too. Liam has too.
1: You used to like The Phantom Menace, and now you don't. Now you I mean, don't. that's one way you've changed. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I guess you let the past die. You killed it. You had to. <laughs> you
2: didn't have to. Wait. <laughs> I'm joking. You I'm were totally on this podcast joking. for the first year?
1: He was on... Um, I think our podcast was maybe a little over a year old when he, so we are turning five, which means if he was 11, he was what? almost, he was That's almost 15. That's crazy.
2: It seemed like we just turned four. No,
1: in, in February, our podcast is turning five years old. Yeah, it's yeah, going to go what? to kindergarten. It's going, it's, it's going to go to kindergarten next year.
2: It's crazy. Yep. Yeah.
1: I know. It's growing up so much.
2: Wait. It seemed like that's everything. half my life. Anything
1: that'll be half. It, oh, it's yeah. it is. We're getting to the point, Liam, almost where you've been doing this podcast for half of your life. When we're at about five and a half years, I think.
2: Yeah, then we will have been doing it for half of your life. Yeah, Ooh,
1: little what? five and three quarters a year. Yeah, I and mean, then. Yep.
2: Jeez, I know. It's crazy, I and then we get to six.
1: Wait. Mm, what? No, because no, four, it gets tricky. Four, uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be like eight years for you. I know, probably. Anyway, let's head on over to the news.
2: Uh,
1: Got some news to talk about. Uh, They announced a new Disney Plus television show, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, a game show. Uh, It's an exciting new game show, according to StarWars.com. Set in a galaxy far, far away, it'll test your young contestants' abilities in the core Jedi principles of strength, knowledge, and bravery as they face thrilling and fun obstacles in an attempt to achieve the rank of Jedi Knight.
2: That looks awesome! I want to watch that and be a part of it!
1: (laughs) From lightsabers to hyperspace, the Force, and the dark side, Jedi Temple Challenge transports viewers and contestants into the Star Wars galaxy like never before. The show is hosted by Ahmed Best. Oh, speaking Jar-Jar! of Jar Jar!
2: Who's like one of the yeah. best things that happened to Star Wars. <laughs> if
1: you don't like Jar Jar, you're not allowed to watch this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he should say
2: that at the very beginning.
1: If you don't like Jar Jar?
2: Jar Jar? Just go right now. Stop. Don't watch this.
1: Stop. Oh, Nick. You, oh. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're it's just joking. Just like, We're joking. You have oh, to be so jokes. sorry,
2: too. Like We both have to be really sorry. Because we're, anyway. like, making jokes, and you're, like, <laughs> hurting us <on> It's <laughs> like physically, Like, No, I'm joking. Oh my Physically? Gosh.
1: Ahmed Best is going to play a Jedi Master and mentor to the contestants. He is joined by a hilarious humanoid droid companion voiced by Mary Holland, uh, who is a comedian. Uh, the various challenges will test a Padawan's connection to the Force in three locations. A forest planet, on board a Jedi Star Cruiser, and inside a Jedi Temple immersing them and the audience in a fun humorous and exciting competition this show is developed by friend of the podcast which is what i'm calling him because we've taken a photo with him scott bromley (laughs) Uh, which i just had the idea because anna you said that you wanted to be on this show i might just email scott bromley a photo that we took with him in it and us and me wearing the T shirt that I made that included his name saying, like, hey, I I know a 13 and a 10 year old who would love to be on Jedi Temple Challenge.
0: That would be Um, amazing.
1: I don't know what age of kids they're looking for, but hey, it's worth a try, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So we'll try it out. Uh, Yeah, no, this show looks like a lot of fun. Uh, They haven't really showed us anything yet uh, from the show, but um, when I was a kid, there were shows called, uh, what was it called? Double Dare was one of them like a Nickelodeon uh, there was another one called like Temple something secrets of the temple or you know where it was like that physical challenges where you had to like climb up this mo- like foam mountain and whoever did it the fastest one or something kind of like uh, American Ninja Warrior stuff yeah. but then it sounds like this is also yes. doing like quiz show stuff and then yes. maybe also uh, what else did it say strength knowledge and bravery so who knows what that would mean so yeah, oh, no. like maybe they like, like try to scare you to face fear? your fear. Maybe, yeah. Like so... I'd have
2: to go like in like like an aquarium with like a shark.
1: Mm, maybe maybe swim with sharks. Anyway, <gasps> Would they
2: allow me? to I don't do know. That? I don't know. Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, if you're in a <laughs> cage, if you're in a cage in the water or something. There. Well, right. That's a little. That's a little. Yeah, probably more than what they're doing, but uh, no, really cool. And uh, Scott Bromley had said on Twitter, like, basically, yeah. this is a realization of like a lifelong dream for him to do this show. So that's pretty awesome. So cool. Super good
2: right. job. Bro. This is awesome. Yeah. I need to good see job. this. Or uh, it's going to be fun. Be a part of it. <laughs> It'll really
1: be. Cool. Well, I'm sure they have already filmed the yeah. first season, or they're in but the process. Even, like, but the second season. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It was also announced recently that uh, E.K. Johnston is writing another book about Padme called Queen's Peril. Yay. Yeah, Yeah, pretty happy about that, Anna. He liked mm-hmm. Queen's Shadow quite a bit. Uh, this is yes. a prequel to both Queen's Shadow and The Phantom Menace. Uh, so it takes place before The Phantom Menace. It will have the early days of Padme's uh, queendom. queendom? <laughs> uh, whatever I don't know her monarchy, her rule as queen, uh, and uh, it's going to involve the original handmaidens that we see in the Phantom Menace. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it's coming out May fifth, twenty twenty. Another book that was announced is Throne. Uh, the first book in the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy is going to be called Chaos Rising.
2: So there's a new Thrawn trilogy.
1: There's a new Throne trilogy. I think I think we talked about that on the show. Maybe we didn't. There's another Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, another trilogy coming out. It's a prequel trilogy. When Delray tweeted about this, uh, they said, Beyond the edge of the map, into the unknown regions. And Tom from Delray, who we met at, at Celebration a couple times, uh, he added, The chaos is a Chiss term for the unknown regions. And the nine ruling families. Aren't,
2: isn't the Chiss planet in the unknown regions?
1: Yeah. But they don't call it the Unknown Regions. They call it the Chaos. Oh. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and uh, there's nine ruling families. Apostrophes. Lots of apostrophes. Because <laughs> Mithran Na'ruodo is like three oh, apostrophes. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and that's what he said. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think, um, I think, I really hope it's good. I, I haven't I haven't been the biggest fan of the Thrawn trilogy that we got uh in the new canon. They've been good and, and I've read them and I've enjoyed reading them, but um I don't know something about them has just left me wanting something different. And maybe this is what it'll be. Maybe uh just going full chiss uh is what I want. I don't know. We'll see. Um Yeah, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the Rise of Skywalker now. Um uh, because that's coming out in nine days. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, nine? Yes. Nine days. So...
2: Tuesday.
1: Tuesday. It is appropriate now oh, that we wow, talk...
2: Oh, It is nine days.
1: That we talk about the ship in The Rise of Skywalker called... Yes. ...the Finpo. Yes. <clears throat> the Finpo is yes. a, a sleek...
2: Yes. Okay, you can it Makes so much sense. very sleek beep ship, beep ship
1: fin- with a lot of blasters in and in a, in a lot of firepower. In in goes really fast. Uh... Finpo is uh, uh, made by the Karelian shipbuilders. It's anyway. It's
2: almost land.
1: So okay. It's so Variety has this article. Okay, I'm going to read you selected oh, no. <laughs> quotes. I'm going to read you some quotes from this article. And at the oh, end okay. of these quotes, I'm going to ask you what you think the article is about. Don't okay? read
2: ahead. Don't okay. read ahead.
1: No. Okay. So, because I, I wanted to do this little experiment with you, okay? And some people listening, they've probably already read this article and they know they know where I'm going with this. Okay.
2: Anna's reading it. So,
1: Oscar Isaac says, Personally, I kind of hoped and wished that maybe that would have been taken further in the other films. But I don't have control. Meaning their relationship it would have been taken further. But I don't have control. It seemed like a natural progression, but sadly enough, it's a time when people are too afraid, I think, of I don't know what. Meaning, like, same-sex relationships on screen, okay? Yeah. So, okay. In the other films, he wishes it would have been taken further. Oscar Isaac, uh, he noted that the ambiguity, that means, like, you don't know quite how it is, right? The ambiguity of the character's relationship might allow more people to see themselves in the character's But if they would have been, uh, he says, quote, but if they would have been boyfriends, that would have been fun. Okay. John John Boyega says, they've always had a quite loving and open relationship in which it wouldn't be too weird if it went beyond it. But at the same time, they are just platonic at the moment. Platonic means friends. Okay. Yeah. JJ says, that relationship to me is a far deeper one than a romantic one. It is a deep bond that these two have, not just because of the trial by fire in which they met, but also because of their willingness to be as intimate as they are, as afraid as they, as unsure as they are, and still be bold and still be daring and brave. The filmmaker noted that he's always strived to find a cast for Star Wars that, quote, looked more the way the world looks than not. And in the case of the LGBTQ community, J.J. Abrams says... It was important to me that people who go to see this movie feel that they're being represented in the film. Okay. What's so They're saying <clears throat> no.
2: Finn? So, hold wait, on. wait, 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 so, so, Liam. Wait, so, Liam. I don't know where this is going. So where without going?
1: And then the article says, so without spoiling the film, Variety asked, does that mean there will be a queer character in The Rise of Skywalker? JJ says, I will say I'm giving away nothing about what happens in the movie. But I did just say what I just said. Okay? Okay. So, yes. given these quotes, what do you think the headline of the article was? Given these quotes.
2: Jana's lesbian.
1: What? No. No.
2: I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay, the headline was, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Finn and Poe aren't boyfriends, but J.J. Abrams hints at LGBTQ representation. Does that sound right to you, based on the quotes? Yeah. Okay. See, when I read the quotes, to me, how about you, Liam? Did those quotes make it seem like they aren't a couple That's in the movie? Sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So when I read them, I, I didn't read it that way. I don't know. Maybe I just have too much hope, right? So, so what does Poe say? He says about the other movies. Okay. The other movies. He wishes it would have been taken further in the other films. But he didn't have control. So that doesn't mean it didn't get taken further in this film. You know? Yeah. It seemed like a natural progression. Not seems. Right? He's talking past tense. So, and then uh, he says, but if they would have been boyfriends, that would have been fun. Well, he's talking past tense. He's not talking about what's coming next. So maybe he means, like, if in The Last Jedi they would have, like, I don't know. Like if they had more than just one film for them to be boy No, boys. but it's,
0: it's already done being, filmed filmed it. shooting. Yeah, it's done being shot. Maybe,
1: yeah. maybe. And then and then uh, John Boyega says they're just platonic at the moment. Well, they're not talking about what happens in the movie here. They don't talk about what happens in the movie. That's I a spoiler. Miss my shit. That's a spoiler. You know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but the title, Daddy. <laughs>
1: I know but the title is 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 the person who wrote the article just trying to get people to click on it. You know or or they might be misreading the quotes. Like I don't think there's anything in these quotes that say definitively that they're not in a in a moment in the movie they're not going to be like we won and hug each other and give each other a big kiss. I just don't see That's it. I don't true. I would not I won't be surprised after reading this if that happens I'll say yeah. That makes sense.
2: We don't get your up.
1: <laughs> I mean, and what does JJ say? Oh. JJ never says that the the JJ quotes don't say anything about them. He says uh, he wants people to s- who see this film to feel like they're being represented in the film, speaking speaking specifically about LGBTQ people. And without spoiling the film, they said Variety asked if there is going to be a queer character in *The Rise of Skywalker*, and he said, uh, "I'm giving away nothing, but I did just say what I just said."
2: But so, he also says that um that this relationship is far deeper than a romantic one.
1: Well, which yeah, could
2: mean that the, Okay, it's, that it's could romantic mean it's plus. also romantic and also it's, okay. <laughs> deeper than it. Right.
1: Okay. I mean like uh, yeah. Right.
2: They're uh, almost like brothers uh, and boyfriends. Well that's just I don't know. strange.
1: I still have hope, but I just, I did want to talk about it on the show because I know, I wanted to kind of say like it might not. According to this, that's not going to happen. And if that's the case, like I guess at least they kind of let people down this way instead of in the movie. But 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 I really do hope. I
2: feel like having hope and hoping are two different things. He said it seemed Hmm. like a natural progression, but sadly, but sadly enough, it is a time when people (laughs) are too afraid.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I hope know. it
2: happens, but I don't uh, think it will. I don't
1: know. It's really a bummer, especially considering... It
2: is, and so many people wanted it to happen. Some of the other happen. stuff
1: that we got from Resistance Reborn. So. It
2: was great. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm still holding on to hope. Me too. Uh,
2: I am hoping, but I'm not But thinking. I don't have hope. Okay. I'm yeah. hoping it'll happen, okay. but I don't have hope Okay. it will happen. All right. yes. same. Good.
1: Okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I think that's healthy. Uh, Alright, so there's another Variety article that talks about that we're going to get some answers in the movie, right? It says, The Rise of Skywalker will address Finn's origins. Interesting. J.J. Uh, mm-hmm. Abrams tells Vanity Fair's Anthony Resnikin, Quote, I'm not saying we get full exhaustive downloads on all of their childhoods and every major step that got them to where they are, but there are a lot of questions about Finn's past, about Poe's past, obviously Rey and Kylo, and then some of the new characters we meet. So, he's saying Mm -hmm. we're going to get information about the past. About answers, Questions will be answered. uh, But I'm sure there will be more questions after. (laughs) I'm sure questions will also be asked and not answered. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: we'll see. Uh, They're not going to leave a bunch of mysteries because this is the last thing in the Skywalker Saga. Which, uh, again, not quite sure I'm ready for. But it's going to be okay.
2: By the Uh, way, I heard someone at school just being like, they said it's going to be the last Star Wars movie, but I know it's not. And I was just like, it's going to be the last movie in Star Wars saga, but it's not going to be the last Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like, I just have to explain that to you.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's okay. We can explain. We can explain things to people. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as we do it. Gently.
2: Yes. I kindly, was. Kindly. Right? I wasn't I wasn't um, being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't know mm, this. Right,
1: right. Don't do that. Yeah, that'd um, be mean. I, I think, you know, there is a chance that yeah, I don't know if this is the last movie with you know the characters that we meet in these movies either. But as far as the Skywalker saga goes, it's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. I, I just can't imagine they'd assuming, you know, that Finn, Ray, and or Finn, Ray, and Poe, and Rose, and Janna, like, assuming they all live, or some of them live, right, um, I would want to see them again, you know, and I hope we do, but I don't know. You know, I know what I we'll just see. realized? Yeah.
2: The three main characters from the original trilogy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Han is the only one that's not in all three, all three, um, like, the prequels, the... Oh. Original sequels. Because Luke and Leia are at the very end of episode three, and they're born.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's the only one who's not.
1: Yep. And he was almost in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, George Lucas was going to have him be a kid living on Kashyyyk.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah,
1: there's a concept art for young Han Solo living on Kashyyyk.
2: Cool. During Revenge of the Sith. that's how he got... That's how we got met, um, Chewie. That's how Chewy. you met Chewie? Oh, I think and so, they're yeah. And they like little kid friends. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Chewie wouldn't have been a kid, but he would have been 700 some years old. All right, well, let's head on over to Canon News.
2: The Canon News Song! Yeah, the Canon News Song! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we're talking about Resistance Reborn in Canon News. Uh, so I finished the book. Anna, you have not finished it yet, so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna talk about the ending. Um, but you know, I thought that this book would be like a required reading before the rise of Skywalker, but after I read it, I'm like, you know, it's good. I really liked it, but I don't know if you need to read it beforehand, but there are some things, there are some things I wanted to touch on though, just so for people who haven't read it, uh, so they kind of know, uh, what the deal is with this book, a lot of the book is about Poe uh, making amends for the the mutiny that he, yeah. you know, that he did uh, in the uh, Last Jedi, where he, you know, um, took over and and said that Holdo wasn't doing her job, and and you know, that's a big deal, you know, and his actions led to a lot of people dying, mm-hmm. and uh, and he feels horrible about that. Yeah, like all the when he had the uh, the escape pods escaping, right?
2: And the um and when they bombed the oh the what's it called?
1: Going after the full yeah, matrix, the, the um the yeah,
2: dred- the dreadnought. The dreadnought, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he he's he doesn't feel bad about the dreadnought plan. He thinks that he still thinks that was the right thing to do.
2: Uh, I think he does feel bad about that.
1: No, no he No, because said, at one
2: point he sees Rose,
1: uh-huh. and
2: he remembers good. about how he led her sister into her death because Let, she was bombing the Dreadnought, and he told them to move forward and keep doing it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Died. But there is one point in the book where he says that he still feels like that was the right call. because oh, okay. Because if he hadn't destroyed that ship, it would have destroyed the Radis. With Leon. That's true. They, you know what I mean? Um so he, he felt like that was the right call. It was the mutiny that he really mm. felt horrible about. And it's really it's really nice to see him really dealing with it and having to tell people about it, his friends and Yeah,
2: like he made and, like a huge speech yeah. about it in front of the entire resistance as of now.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it's right.
2: like and a so lot of totally people joined in. And there's it's a hard. lot of people who have made bad decisions, but are in the resistance now. I, know, I, I was it. surprised. It was like 10. I was like, it just keeps going. There's so scene. many. Yep. It's great.
1: Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So. Were
2: they like, trying to tell Poe we've all done bad things? Yeah. Trying to yeah. make him feel better?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, so yeah. Uh, resistance and Rebellion leaders are going missing. And uh, this is that's one of the reasons when Leia put out that call for help, nobody came because a lot of them that she would have that would have heard that call are gone. What? They they're just kind of vanishing. And what's happening is the First Order is is taking them, right, and making mm-hmm. putting them in work camps or imprisoning them. Uh, even some ex Imperials who have said negative things about the First Order, but also ex Imperials who just haven't said anything, like have never pledged loyalty, are being taken. Which I think is interesting, and could mean that we might see some, some ex-imperials, you know, fighting with the resistance uh, yeah. in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Poe goes to visit Maz Kanata, and uh, she is not willing to join the fight, but she does help him. She sets him on his path to find this list of targets that the First Order has. This is how they're finding these people. They have this list of of people who are in the rebellion and the resistance, and these important people. They have a, a, you know, these are the people they're going to find and imprison, and they haven't found all of them yet. They're still looking for them. So if the resistance gets that gets that list, they know who to contact and tell and and have them join the resistance, right? That's and rescue point. and rescue them. So Poe meets up with Black Squadron. So the the Poe Dammer comic, if if you've read that, it it focuses on Black Squadron, and they're like this book picks up right after. Like directly after the Podameron comic, yeah, ends, and it even really referenced cool.
2: stuff in Podameron comic. I yeah. was like, I think I vaguely remember that, yeah. but not very well. <laughs> it does.
1: It's really cool. Uh, so like all the Black Squadron people in that comic are in this book, and uh and they go to f- they go to get Wedge Wedge Antilles from the original trilogy. You know, we haven't seen him since then in any movies or anything, but uh, he was in the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Played a pretty decent part in in the first book of that, and second and third to a lesser extent. Uh, and he and Nora Wexley, who's Snap Wexley's mom, uh, they get married and they settle down on Akiva, which is Nora and Snap's uh, home planet. And uh, we did talk uh, about Wedge learning that Luke died and how so hard it, how hard it hit him.
2: Is like. Wedge is Snaps' stepdad.
1: Stepdad, stepdad yeah. That's Whoa. true.
2: Whoa. Whoa. I, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Um, he's his stepdad. Yeah, there was an excerpt that was released where Wedge learns that Luke died and how hard it was for him. Um, but, you know, he and Nora, they're also retired. They're, like, living comfortably on Akiva. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you a know, nice
2: little house. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and A he nice and Nora. Yeah, and they they raise kitties, I think is what they call them. These little like chicken things. Um, and yeah, so so uh, so Wedge says. And I have some excerpts from the book here. He says, "I thought this is what I wanted." Wedge said, gesturing at this kitchen. Uh, but seeing this you and kitchen? at this kitchen. Yeah, that's what it says. Weird I at guess. the kitchen. <laughs> but seeing you and Carrie again. Carrie Coon, who is Carrie?
2: Snaps, that's how it's pronounced?
1: Uh, Kari, maybe? Kari, that's okay, how I've fine. been pronouncing
2: it in my head. I, like I haven't even been pronouncing it in my head. Mm-hmm. I've just been, like, reading
1: it. Yep, that's Snap Wexley's wife. They got married. Uh, but seeing you and Kari again, knowing that so few people are left to fight, that so many have died, I can't stay here and let the Resistance die without doing my part. He sighed. I'll miss my Kitties. I was thinking of giving them names. Well, maybe you still can when you get back. Wedge stared out the window and let that well-meaning lie sit between them. He couldn't see much from where he was; just a slice of storm-gray sky that seemed to stretch endlessly. Ooh, that's very foreboding. <laughs> um, he's <yeah>. gonna
2: die. <laughs> he's dead.
1: Well, I can't say if he dies or not. He's Actually, dead. I I think he I dies. might spoil whether he dies or not for you. It's okay. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> you already did. Like. Um. Uh, so we get some point of view for, of Leia in this book, which is really nice. It's great. Um, I
2: love how she portru- how like she thinks yeah. of the other Resistance crew members. Isn't she, it like fun? she thinks of like Ray as kind of like a naive but strong
1: kid. Yeah. yeah,
2: and it's like it's it's really interesting. Yeah,
1: there's some really good conversations between Ray and Leia. Yeah, in this book, um, where they talk like they even talk about Kylo Ren a little bit and. Uh, Leia does not know exactly why he turned to the dark side. She doesn't know that. And Ray ah. asks Ray asks her, and Leia Do says, we? "You'd, you'd oh, have yeah. to ask him." <laughs> you'd have to ask him. She says, "No, we don't know either. <laughs> we don't know exactly what it was." Um, I think it's because she found out that her mom and dad were had, his mom and dad had lied to him about Vader, and you know he finds out that Vader's his grandpa and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Snoke, partially, right, was was tricking him, kind of, I think, you know. So anyway, Leia thinks about Rose. Uh, she's invested, Leia observed silently, and looking for connection. She's someone who wears her heart on her sleeve. Young, emotionally vulnerable, but in- infinitely likable. And she reminds me a bit of Luke. Yeah. I love that. That's what Leia thinks about Rose. I love that Leia thinks she's infinitely likable. She I feel is. like that's I feel like that's uh Rebecca Roanhorse's like way to say like <laughs> these Rose fans who don't amazing. like Rose are completely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, of course <laughs> she's likable. Um so Poe is giving a rousing speech to what the little, you know, the little that's left of the resistance, although it's more than what we saw in the Falcon at this point in the book. Um we know that Zay Versio and uh and Shriv have joined them. Uh-huh. Um, I think at this point, so, there, there's a Phantom Squadron that has joined them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Black Squadron is there now. Uh, so they're joined them, and they're on Ryloth. That's kind of where they're setting up their temporary base. Um, and uh, so so Poe's talking to all of them, and he says, uh, we're all here because we have a chance to change things. A chance to change the galaxy. A chance to change ourselves. But we have to make that commitment. "'That choice... a choice!' Poe hesitated. It sounded good when he'd started, but now he was fumbling. He looked around as if trying to summon the words from the air around him.
2: "'A choice to be better.'
1: A voice pierced the silence, and the girl Zay stepped forward. She was young, easily the youngest among them. But her voice was clear and strong, and her eyes shone with conviction. Poe pressed a fist over his heart, grateful. There it was. "'A choice to be better,' he repeated." I love that.
2: Zay's amazing.
1: <laughs> Zay to the rescue.
2: She's amazing.
1: Mm. So Zay Versio, for, I know we've talked about this before, but this is the main character of Battlefront 2, the video what game. One of the main characters Um in it's, she's, she's the main character's daughter.
2: Of Part 2. She's the main character of Part 2.
1: Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, kind of.
2: Pretty, One kinda. of the main characters. Yeah. You still don't play as her. That's true. You're not playing as her.
1: Mm, I want a video game where I am Zay, please. <laughs> <laughs> the third part of Battlefront Story Mode. Get on that, S- please, mode. I know, like, why I want another DLC. Um, I would love the, the exact get the exact same people who made that story and have them make a full-length Story Mode game starring Zay, Versio, and Shriv. And yeah. I will spend $150 on it, seriously. <laughs> no, you Like, <laughs> I want that game so bad. Uh, give it to me now. Uh, so, so there's some Finn Poe stuff here. Yeah! Um, some Storm Pilot no. things.
2: Even though it might not happen, uh, do you not, do you I still to, uh, love it. Liam, it's you have still to listen amazing. to this. It's, like, it's not gonna happen, It though. is amazing. I love it.
1: Poe po asks Finn after he sees Finn and Ray talking. So the two of you aren't... Finn looked puzzled at first, but then his expression shifted to amusement. No, nothing like that. Just friends. And Rose? Oh, Finn shook his head no. We talked about it, and Crate was a moment, but that's it. Friends there, too. Poe laughed. I can't keep up with your just friends, man. <laughs>
2: I love uh, that. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I'm just like trying to sneak everything <laughs> from your personal life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, yeah, so... um all right, so then there's another moment here, and this is why I still have hope, because these moments give me hope uh, that they're going to get together, or at least that there's something there, right, in in the rise of Skywalker or beyond, right? Uh, you know, because if they don't if they don't like get together with anybody else in the rise of Skywalker, then the ship is still alive.
2: Yeah, it's still It, has it's not could, sunk. it could still sail. <laughs> you know? There's no
1: reason, no reason to think it's sunk. Uh, Poe grinned. He says, "Glad to hear you're in." Do you want to read this one with me, bud? You no. want to be—you want to be Finn?
2: No, I can.
1: Anna, can you be Finn?
2: Yeah, I'll yeah. be Finn. All
1: right. <laughs> Glad to hear you're in. He offered his hand, and Finn shook it with enthusiasm. We'll leave in an hour once Charth has the ship ready.
2: Who's he bringing?
1: Not sure yet, but we should go find out. Finn rummaged around under his bunk and pulled out a bag.
2: I don't need an hour. I'm ready to go.
1: Poe shook his head, amused. Do you stay packed like that? Finn paused before he answered.
2: Force of habit, I guess,
1: he said, voice somber.
2: Never had a home before, and it wasn't unusual to get reassigned. You always had to be ready to leave a place, to leave your friends.
1: Poe pressed a sympathetic hand against Finn's arm. Sorry, he said quietly. I know it must have been rough. Finn shrugged.
2: I didn't know any different then.
1: His eyes rested on Poe's, and the commander held his gaze, unblinking. Finn's voice was quiet. Barely above a whisper,
2: I didn't even have a name.
1: Poe squeezed the younger man's shoulder. But you've got both now, he said, a name and friends, and maybe a place to unpack before long.
0: Oh!
1: I mean, come on! I I know. Like we could move in together after this, bud. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, come on. Uh, Finn stood up. Finn stood, <laughs> <He needs> money, <laughs> Finn stood up. He embraced Poe.
0: I money for it. money, I tell you! A hundred dollars!
1: Finn stood up. He embraced Poe briefly. Emotion passed between them that neither needed to articulate. Finn returned the slap on the shoulder, and the two headed out of the Millennium Falcon.
2: I could just A see the Emotion passed between them!
1: them. <laughs> yeah, and they walked off into the sunrise. Okay, so then here's this <laughs> other imagine. part. So, um... Uh, I know,
2: I loved this part. I was like, so, oh, yeah! <laughs> What's her name again? Um, Sarah Linda.
1: Sarah, Lin- Sarah Linda, right? Sarah Linda, From yeah. From the Poe Dameron comic. Uh, they're, they're getting ready for their mission. And she says to Poe, got something for you and Finn, too, she like, said. Like
2: outfits for uh, an undercover thing? Yes,
1: outfits. Yep, yeah. Clothes. Got something for you and Finn, too, she said, with a mischievous grin.
2: What are you talking about? And how did you know when Finn was coming? I just invited him.
1: Lucky guess, she said the grin on her face growing wider anyway yeah so
2: she's like <laughs> lucky guess of
1: course I knew you were going to invite Finn and I got like, both of you it's obvious
2: you love him <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, yeah uh, yeah alright and here's a, here's this uh, really great interaction with uh, with Zay and Shriv uh, there's this uh, this soldier called Pacer and he's kind of a hot shot you know mm-hmm. hothead. Thanks, space baby uh,
2: Space baby?
1: That's what I'm getting at. (laughs) Uh, Pacer made a show of moving back a row and trading seats with Wesson, who moved up to take his old seat. Uh, Do you want to be Zayana?
2: Sure. What's his problem?
1: Zay asked quietly, her dark eyebrows bunched in distress. Who cares? Shrift said lightly, turning back to the front of the ship. You know how space babies are. Always trying to prove themselves. Zay's frown deepened.
2: What's a space baby?
1: Kids born off-planet and space stations are on board ships. No foundation, nothing to keep their feet and minds on the ground. Makes them spacey. He tapped a blue finger to his skull. So, you know, space babies.
2: How do you know if he's a space baby?
1: I got a hunch. Zay's voice was quiet when she said,
2: I'm a space baby.
1: His voice was flat with amusement. You don't say...
2: I was born aboard the Corvus.
1: Shriv chewed the inside of his cheek and kept his eyes forward. He could feel Zay watching him, possibly gearing up for another eye roll. Well? She finally said, I'm not saying it explains a lot of things about you, but... (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, Space babies. I love the idea of space babies. And earlier, she rolled her eyes
2: and Shriv... (laughs) was thinking about a time he'd asked her if the eye rolls was because of was human puberty
1: <laughs>
2: it was great so,
1: <laughs> so funny because it is
2: yeah it is
1: <laughs> uh it's so funny um let's see and then here is toward the end of the book so i'm gonna kind of uh uh, paraphrase, okay? Because you know that it's a good ending, right? Yeah, I, mean, I know it's they're, a good They're not, ending. like, completely defeated at the end of this book. Right. Okay, so, um, so Poe says, uh, we can take joy in this victory. We can be proud. A round of applause that quickly died down when he raised his hand. But this is just a first step, he said, with a nod of acknowledgement to Leia, and we cannot rest. What do we do next? Where do we go? Someone shouted. Heads turned. It was the young pilot, Agoyo. And this is kind of like where we are at the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker, I think. This is why I'm reading this. He says, anywhere, Poe said, everywhere, every corner of the galaxy where someone is fighting tyranny, where someone is standing up against injustice, because the Resistance is not just in this room. It is not only the people on that list. In fact, it is not one person or one place. It is a million people, a thousand places, each one of the resistance." So what do we do now? We scatter to every corner of the galaxy, taking our message with us. We help those already fighting the First Order. We make allies. We sow the spark of resistance. And when the time comes, we will be ready. We will rise up and we will fight. And all of us together will burn the First Order to the ground.
0: Yeah. 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 And
1: I will just say that there is a chance... Although I think this book is kind of telling us that it's not going to happen. But there is a chance that we will see Wedge in The Rise of Skywalker. Because he does not die in this book.
0: Yay. But he and Nora what sort
1: of... What about
2: Shriv? Will we see Nora... Shriv?
1: I don't want to spoil all the book for you. Okay. But I hope we see Shriv. <laughs> <laughs> so, <she doesn't> um, <laughs> so he probably doesn't die. Yeah, probably not. Um, so I think this book is Awesome. I don't think it's required reading for The Rise of Skywalker, but it'll probably cause you to have less of a shock when you see like a formed resistance instead of just a few people on the Falcon, which is how The Last Jedi ended, right? The yeah. resistance gets bigger. That's kind of what we what we learn in this. There are more people than just on the Falcon, right?
2: Is, is there, there an one audio book? Thing? One oh, I'm more, sure there is. One more uh, Storm Pilot moment? Mm-hmm. Poe. Has to help Finn tie a tie.
1: Yes. <laughs> he does it's help Vin tie <laughs> a tie. Yeah.
2: And he also tells him he looks great.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And you know he does that little lip bite thing when he does it, too, right? You look great. You know. <laughs> yeah. The thing
2: look, he does when he tells
1: the jacket looks good on you. Yeah. Bites his lip a little bit. Yeah. So, you guys. You know, I, w- I was not invested in Storm Pilot until you kids really got invested in it. Storm
2: Pilot and now, is the best. Like
1: I, now I'm like I'm on board this uh, ship. Honestly, and when I
2: first started like shipping Stormpilot, Pilot it was like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, I'm just gonna ship them because it's fun. And now uh-huh. I'm like, I completely ship them 100. Yeah, percent I yeah. would be so happy if they got together. Does yeah. me too.
1: Yeah, so um, one cool thing about this book, I think, is that the villain is something I don't think we've ever seen before in the current canon. At least, uh, he's kind of a, a pencil pusher, you know, just like a like a guy who works in an office, but he's part of the First Order, and uh, and because of what the First Order does, and because he is part of a machine of evil, uh, he finds it way easier and more acceptable to become evil himself and i think that's kind of how um you know that's how that's how it works right there's decent normal ordinary people who maybe um don't think they're going to be evil and then they surround themselves with evil and then it just kind of seeps in you know i mean there's a moment in this in the beginning of this book where this guy like, gets a message from his mom or something. Right? I mean, like... Yeah. Like, he's just a guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he's just one cog in the First Order machine. But he turns out to be just this monster you know yeah he's and uh it's really well done i really did yeah. not like i didn't really care about the character when i started reading him i didn't I the was way like, it, just
2: get done over the chapter i, I just know. want to read about box <laughs> squadron <laughs> and leia know, and ray and all I those know. people and i want to yeah. see that storm pilot stuff <laughs> just <laughs> yep. get over with this chapter
1: yeah but but you you learn you you end up really learning to hate this guy yeah just uh he becomes quite the villain it's pretty cool um all right well this episode is almost done but i think you know we have time for a question and answer council it's been a while since we recorded a regular episode and i want to ask some the rise of skywalker questions here or at least one so let's head on over there
2: The Question and Answer Council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the Question and Answer Council. It's the Question and Answer Council.
1: So my question for the Question and Answer Council is... Kind of a strange one. Uh, who is one character that you think we won't see in The Rise of Skywalker that we think we might see?
2: <laughs> I get this. <laughs> so, I get this. <laughs> Shriven Zay. Shriven Shriven Zay. Zay.
1: You think we I won't hope, see them?
2: But I don't think we will.
1: Yeah, you think we might see them, but we won't. Okay. okay. Anna?
2: Um, I would say Emperor Palpatine, but we're probably going to see
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably.
2: Um. So I think I'll say Mason do.
1: <laughs> that's an. I think that's a pretty good answer. Yeah, uh, you're right. We won't nice see him. do. We won't see him. We, we, we did We might. might <laughs> you know?
2: No, we don't think we'll we might. We'll see do. No, we don't. We don't think we might.
1: Um, wedge. No. Unfortunately, I want to see Wedge, but I don't think. Wait,
2: we you're will. telling us that Wedge goes? You're spoiling the book for Anna. What? Wedge goes off on his own little planet.
1: No, His wife. no, I think we might see him, but I don't think we will.
2: Right? I'm very you confused about no this red sense, stuff. <laughs> I need to read Adam. the book.
1: Oh, there's not, there's not much, it's not that confusing.
2: Mm, yeah, but I'm very confused oh, okay, right now because I okay. have no idea what you're talking
1: about. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking, you know, um, Lobot, right? Wouldn't it be great to see him?
2: <gasps> yeah. But we
1: probably won't.
2: <laughs> that's true
1: <laughs> there's a lot of people that we could see but, but we probably, probably won't <laughs> <laughs> like
2: especially 99% since, you not. know we're getting
1: new characters you know uh, also in addition to you know all the ones we've already met uh, yeah I don't know wouldn't it be cool if they went to like a place like Naboo though like a, a, like a big prequel planet wouldn't it be awesome if they went to Coruscant like my gosh, do I want to see a prequel planet in this movie. Coruscant, Naboo, Geonosis, something.
2: That would be That'd cool. Be so
1: awesome. Kamino? Why not? Let's go, you know, look at the where the where Order 66 originated and go research the clones and, you know, I Abby. I really want a road movie. I want this road trip I want Ray. I'll take Ray and Kylo if it means they go on a road trip (laughs) from planet to planet to learn about all the horrible things that have happened to lead them to this point. Um, And, you know, and and, like Ray's like, oh, this is all awful. And Kylo's like, this is great. This is where I come from. You know, (laughs) I don't know. It's a journey of discovery for both of them, but they're discovering very different things. I don't know. I'll take it. It's not what we're going to get, but I'll take it. No, it's not what we're going to (laughs) get. Alright, well... um, I don't want this to
2: be a road trip movie. I really don't.
1: You don't? Okay, that's fine.
2: I think it would be cool if they made a road trip movie, Mm. but I don't really want this last Mm -hmm. movie of the Skywalker saga to be a road trip movie. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking
1: You know what I would love is um, like, a Disney Plus series where it's like a... um, Each episode is completely different, and each episode takes place on a planet that we have visited before in a Star Wars movie. So like there is a story that takes place on Geonosis. Yes, Just and they're a like Geonosis story. And they're
2: like historians. A communal and they're story. Like, you know, finding there could be like historians. that hmm. are traveling to different planets, oh. and they could be like like learning about everything that happened on each planet.
1: Oh, like uh, have a frame like that's that's the framing story. Is yeah. that it's following like a, a team of historians or something? That'd be cool. Yeah.
2: It's like history but star wars history.
1: Yeah.
2: That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have like a Star Wars history class like instead of my class, my history class right now. <laughs> uh, I'd love it but... to be like a Star Wars history class like I'd be I'd be all in for that. <laughs> You'd be like, ooh, that history class day, yeah, yeah,
1: history day.
2: history day, history day, oh, history day. I do my history day <laughs> on Storm Pilot and everything <laughs> that's led up to maybe, ha- maybe having it happening. Yeah, but that was was that twenty to thirty years ago. <laughs> no, but it's it was a a long time, decades, a long long, long time ago in a Galaxy Far, Still a long long time ago, you know.
1: All right. well I think that's going to be an episode, uh, I think this will be the last regular episode that we record before our The Rise of Skywalker episode, where we, you know, record a little bit before, a little bit after, I'll put out, you know, one episode, uh, hopefully the day after the movie comes out. Um, Might try to get in a Mandalorian We Have Spoken episode next week covering episodes five and six we'll try that uh see if that works next week but uh next week is also when the rise of skywalker comes out so maybe not not sure all right so yeah so thank you everyone for listening to episode 147 now we're almost done. 150. I know. Of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com/slash children of the Force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter:
2: at Force Children.
1: On Facebook, we are: Children of the Force. Our email address is:
2: Force Children at gmail.com.
1: Our website is:
2: Children of the force That is our website. Head on over to... C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N-O-F-T-H-E-F-O-R-C-E-D-O-C-O-M.
1: Head on over to speakpipe.com (laughs) slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. We would love that. And finally, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get into more people's ears. We would really appreciate it. So, for Children of the Force, I'm Al.
2: I'm Anna. I'm Liam.
1: And May May the Force Force be with you!